Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve who is worthy to be praised. We serve an awesome God who is faithful, who is true. And one thing I found out, you cannot deny his wonderful grace and mercy. Um, today, we're in the second part of the um, series called A Mind-Blowing Power of Purpose. And we got a very, very, um, hope you got your handouts. Um, we got one of those subjects today that um, I got to kind of stay in the box, should I say. Um, I have a lot of information, a lot of stuff um, to share with you, and I, um, I want to make sure I spend my time sharing with you. So um, let's pray, and then you, you, there's a quiz you're going to take on your handouts, so let's pray. Spirit of the living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of the living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of the living God, let your rain drop from heaven revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see through me, through your son. But, Father, in case they stop at your servant, please send your servant into a detour sign that I may show him the way to the cross. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. This is completely all about you. Because it's all about you, God, completely not about me, I bet you will bless this day, God. I pray, God, that you would turn me into a transparent that they might see through me to see you. So, Father, I pray that your word would go forth with power, with anointing, and that you would minister to your people. I pray with three things, challenge, conviction, and change. If your people are challenged and convicted by your word, they will be chained by the same power that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Minister today, God, to your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On your first handout, there's a little quiz I want you to take. Real simple, true and false. Get to your handouts. That very first page. It asks you about how do you feel about should a person not be forgiven until he is asked until he asks for it? True or false? Go ahead and fill them out. Come on, fill them out. Fill them out. If you, don't, if you don't have a handout, please lift, lift your hand up. Lift your hand up. Okay, these people get handouts. Ushers, 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 usher, usher, ushers. Come on, ushers. Come on, ushers. And how they say that's how they say it in the Southern Church. Ushers. Urshers, We need some more pencils, Urshers. All right. All right. Forgiving includes minimizing the offense and the pain caused. True or false? Forgiving includes restoring trust and reuniting and reuniting a relationship. True or false? You haven't really forgiven until you've forgotten the offense. True or false? When I see someone hurt, it is my duty to forgive the offender. True or false? I mean, people have... Um, one, one, one true. Anybody have a true? Okay, two truths. Three truths. Four truths. I mean, you have all five false. 
They're all false. All five of those are false. You're like going, what? That's why I told you I might sit in this box for a little while. I got it. So we're going, I got 40, got 30 minutes to get this thing through today. Well, first thing I want you to know, God's purpose is greater than our problems, our pain, and even our sins. Then we're talking about the purpose of God, what that means, and what that means that you would, how you can be blessed regardless of what you're going through, our problems, our pains, and our sin does not stop the purpose of God. God says in Romans that the gift of God is irrevocable. God does not take back the gift he's given you, even if you're going through some stuff. So this morning we're going to talk about adding forgiveness to your purpose. Adding forgiveness to your purpose, it's a new page. It's a new page. Adding forgiveness to your purpose. A lot of us, we spend our lives wrapped in trying to for, not to forgive. Well, the question first you want to ask yourself, what is forgiveness? You know, forgiveness does not mean, it means to dismiss a debt. The New Testament, the Greek now, denotes a dismissal or release. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. The first to forget is the what? When you grant forgiveness, you dismiss the debt owed to you. When you receive forgiveness, your debt is released, is dismissed. You are released from any requirement for repayment. When you grant forgiveness, you dismiss the debt from your thoughts over time. We have a problem. Our purposes are hindered because, one, we can't grant forgiveness. Two, we have a hard time receiving forgiveness. We have a hard time letting someone off the hook. And we have a hard time, believe it or not, letting ourselves off the hook. Some of us have carried guilt, pain, past issues so long, it hinders our purpose. But, this won't, but I want you to realize that in forgiveness, this is what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not, it, it, it's not waiting for time to heal all wounds. That's not what forgiveness is. It's not letting the guilty off the hook. That's not what it is either. A lot of people say, well, I forgive. I'm letting the person go. No, it's not, it's not explaining away the hurt. There's some things you can't, you cannot explain away. Hey, anybody have, have been hurt so bad you can't explain it? And you've been hurt by someone who you love and you can't just, just whatever. You just can't do it. It, it, it. It's like forgiveness is not, it's like this here. True apology has three parts. One, I am sorry. Two, it is my fault. Three, what can I do to what? Most of us miss the third part. Just think about it. We don't mind saying I'm sorry. We don't mind saying oh, it's my fault. But that how can I make this right? We think just saying I'm sorry is good enough and we move on. There's still a scab there. Still a wound. You have to try to make work that. Forgiveness is not based on what is fair. 
it's not it's not saying well this is right should this is fair not nah, sometimes how many know sometimes it's just not fair here's a quick question if I don't feel like forgiving how could I be asked to forgive that doesn't seem right well here's the answer forgiveness is not based on feelings but rather on the fact that we all of us are called by what? There's some things in our life we just cannot, we just can't get away from. Here's something I found. Anger makes you smaller while forgiveness forces you to grow beyond what you are. Um, I told you I, I got, I'm not doing a lot of moving. I got to be in the box on this one tonight, this one this morning because there are so many people in churches, in, in society that are have anger, have hurt, have pain because they have not learned to just let it go. Well, I've, I got a scripture on, on that. So first thing is, why must I forgive? Pastor, why do I got to forgive? It don't make sense. It ain't fair. I don't want to do it. But why I must do it? Well, first thing, forgiveness is personal. Give them, fill in the blanks. Forgiveness is personal. Turn, to me to the, turn with me to Matthew 18, please. Matthew 18. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 18. This is a this is kind of a, a familiar passage of scripture, but I want to walk it through it a little bit with you. And I, I have I have I have three points. I got to unpack some more stuff as we go down the text. Um, the text says this is about a king. Jesus gives a parable of a king about. Because someone came to Jesus, Jesus, how many times should I forgive? Jesus said, well, seven, Jesus, God said, seven times. Jesus said, no, seven times seven. 490 times. And there's some people who would go to church and say, me, good, 490 times. Then, I, then 491, I get to not forgive. No, that's not saying that. He's saying you forgive all time. He says, when we have begun to settle accounts, this is the king. One was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. So now, on your, in your notes, write down a um, million dollars. That's about a million dollars. Okay? So this guy owed him a million dollars. Somebody say a million dollars. 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 And a lot of Benjamins. Dollars. Verse 25. But he was not able to pay. A million dollars, and and here's 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 the part about this that you gotta you gotta really unpack. If I'm gonna give someone a million dollars, and you didn't pay me back the first five hundred dollars, we must be kind of cool. This ain't somebody he didn't know, and 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 really some some theologian says this is about ten million dollars. It's ten thousand talents. A talent was a year's pay, was a year's worth. Was a year's salary. I'm being I'm being on the on the lean side and saying it's a million, but some theologian says this was ten, a ten million dollar debt in today's income. If I'm giving you ten million dollars over a length of time, and you haven't paid me back a million or two million first, and you're accumulating ten million, me and you are cool. We're friends. We we have a good relationship. I mean, you know, you couldn't mean, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm short. Can you give me another, another meal? 
you still owe me five. Come on, homie. All right. But seriously, who would you keep? Think about it. Would you keep giving giving somebody ten million, five million, six million, seven if they weren't friends? If you didn't have a relationship with them, that meant something. So that's why I said the giving is personal. This is a personal issue. And, and he said, but the guy, the master said, listen, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of you. He said, he said, I command you, you to be sold, your wife to be sold, your kids to be sold. You're going to give me my money back. Sell everybody. I'm tired. At that point, the king was frustrated. I've given you $10 million or a million dollars, and you want to come in and you don't have my money. And so now I'm not, I'm, there's, no more, there's no more leniency. Put him in jail. But forgiveness also is peaceful. It's peaceful. I realize in life it's just easier to forgive than to hold it on. Look at verse 26. It said, The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Master, please, just, 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 just be cool. I'm, 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 I'm going to pay you back. Just, 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 just chill. Don't, don't go off on me. Job 18 and 4 says, just because your tear, your clothes in anger, is this going to start an earthquake? Shall we all go out and hide? The master, did, the master of the servant was moved with what? Compassion. Said, all right. And guess what he did? He released him from the debt. Yeah, ten million dollars. That's some stuff, ain't it, y'all? Off some tears. That's some good crying. <laughs> I wish I had some ten million dollar tears. But check it out. Warning. Forgiveness and asking for forgiveness. Is what? A lot of people so prideful they can't ask and they can't give. But this king was peaceful. He said, nah, you know what? I'm going to do this. But this is the part where most of us fail. We ask God for mercy but want to give other people judgment. I told you it's personal. It's, it's, it's peaceful. But also forgiveness is practical. It's just something you ought to do. I mean, it just makes sense. If, I'm, if I've been forgiven, you should what? But look at the text, though. What happened was the same cat who went out and just got forgiven the $10 million found the guy who owed them $100 and said, the Bible said he grabbed him by the collar. Yeah, up in his face. And said, give me my money. He said, he said, no, I don't have it. I, I, give me some time. He said, no. Nah. He said he threw him in jail. And said, torture him. Until he gave my $100. Well, guess what happened? People who was in the, in the court and saw the king just forgive this guy, what? Ten said, wait a minute. So say, oh, king, 
the guy you just gave $10 million, threw somebody in jail for $100. The king says, he called him and said, you wicked what? I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Look at this, 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 verse 33, it's, it's just practical. It's just practical. Verse 33 says here, verse 33 says, you should, should you not also have what? It just, it just makes sense, don't it? I've given you, I, 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 I let go 10 million. You got a hundred dollars. You throw him in jail and you, I let you go. It just makes, it's, it just makes sense to give, to forgive it. I mean, the reason why some of you don't forgive because you don't think you have done anything wrong. Here's all I want you to realize. Forgive others as what? How many of y'all live in how many y'all how many of y'all live in mercy? But how many of y'all react in judgment? Live in mercy. We'll have mercy, but we react in judgment and wrath. Like that servant did. God, this master gave, gave this man $10 million. The guy turned around and gave, couldn't to pay back 100 and threw him in jail. How many times have we done something wrong, asked forgiveness, and then the same type thing or even less is done, we, and we go off? We go 5150 on somebody. Come on, y'all. Just go we'll go off. And we, we forget that it was just last week. The same situation. Look, look, look what happened here. The master, verse 34 says, the master was angry and did what? Until he should pay all that was what? Tortures. That's a lot of torture for $10 million. But here's the part you got you to get, though. Number 35. My heavenly father will what? Y'all can, let's read it together. My heavenly father will also do the same to you if you don't forgive your brother or sister from your Ooh, the reason why I say you have to add this to your purpose, because if you don't have forgiveness to your purpose, it'll block you from forgiving. Because there's some people in your life that you got to go through who've hurt you. Um, one thing I can tell you, one thing I can tell you, um, and unless you're a pastor, you really can't identify with this. Um, pastors have to live in forgiveness. We can't, we, and so does our, 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 our and, and our wives don't even know. We, there's some stuff we got to hide from our wives because our wives don't forgive that well. They got, they, 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 they like, nah, I'm taking somebody out. They, they, they don't forgive that well. And you can't tell your wife nothing. I mean, literally, there's some things I can't tell Karen. I know G, Pastor couldn't tell G, she, she just, because wives are emotional. They go out and make some cakes that got some, some stuff in it and, and they mess people up. And, and you just can't tell them. So, therefore, as a pastor, you got to learn to forgive and just take it. And there's some time that, here's something else I got that you have to forgive to set a prisoner free. And what else? There's some things that you got to let go 
and, and, and God can't move in your life if you're a prisoner. Because the text says, he who the son set free is what? There's some of you who have been hurt and with someone that you love. And that hurt has blocked you from having to love someone else. And there's those who want to love you and be by you and be with you. But because of the pain of the one who hurts you, you're a prisoner and you now can't receive that love. There are those you put your trust in and they've hurt you. And now you, you are fearful to take another step because you're afraid that I might get hurt again. And there again, it stops your purpose. There are those who have been, who have got guilt from what they've done, sins you have committed, things that you hold yourself down. And God is trying to tell you to move forward and move beyond because you're a prisoner of your own mind. You can't move forward. Therefore, it stops your purpose. Beloved, forgiveness is huge. If you don't learn to forgive, you're going, you're going to miss all that God has for you. That's why this lesson was so important for me. To, when God put this on my heart about this purpose, and I said, God, he said, put forgiveness. I said, forgiveness. And I realized all the things in my life that I had to, to forgive me for, for myself to move forward. And I said, well, Lord, if it's me, I'm pretty sure someone out there has the same problem. You can't, if you keep living in your, in your past mistakes, you'll never get your purpose out. You'll never move forward. You will always stop right before you make because why? You'll be reminded of your past hurt. So to forgive is to set a prisoner free. Realize the prisoner might be you. All right, Pastor, that sounds good. Now how do I forgive? This is, this is the real practical part. How do I forgive? It's hard. It's difficult. But I'm going to try to help you get through that. And that's why please take this notes, go back, and, and um, go over them again. First thing you got, you got to face the offense. You got to face it. You got to deal with it. It's here. I cannot not deal with it. It's, it's there. Um, but now listen, in doing that, and face, the, and face the offense, here's something you can't do. Don't minimize the offense by thinking, no matter how bad he treat me, it's okay. The devil is a lie. The truth, truth is what? Bad treatment is what? There was no excuse for what? Of any kind at any time. And, and, and a lot of us will forgive and minimize. And see, if you minimize the, the offender, never sees the depth of the offense. Got to face it, but don't minimize it. I've been, I've marriage counsel for almost 20 years. And I've seen couples fight and, and I mean it's tooth and nail and they won't acknowledge the offense or when they get to the offense they try to redirect Proverbs 24 24 says if you let the guilty go free people of all nations will what why is that because the person now feels that what he did is okay and that person will now go and do the same thing to someone up because why? You have not made them face up to the fact of what they did. You have minimized the issue. Therefore, they feel no shame. Not only must you face the offense, but secondly, you must feel the offense. You got to feel it. You got to feel it. A lot of people want to mask this. And, and go back, go back right quick. A lot of people want to mask this because... 
you all try to be Superman and Wonder Woman. And say, I'm, I'm I can do it. And, and ladies, ladies do, ladies do this really well sometimes. And then they, then they blow up. They just start burning the chicken and throwing the pots. <laughs> what happened? The stuff they, they don't let subdue, let, let they don't crock pot for years. Been balled over. Because we as men and people sometimes, it is, we deny the pain. Denying your pain, I don't blame her for always criticizing me. She's under a lot of pressure, and it doesn't hurt me. How many know that? You know, I, I totally disagree with that sticks and stone and break my bones. I'd rather you break my bones because there's some things that you say to me can't, that would always, that will always remain a hurt. I can heal my arm. It's real hard. I can put a, a, a splint on my broken arm and my arm will get straight. I have my, I have my ankle completely broken. I had to have reconstructive surgery. My toe, my foot was backwards. I've had it happen twice on both legs, but surgery time, I still went out and ran a 10-2. But I've had people twist my heart, and I have not been able to get that back right yet. Truth, being mistreated by someone you love is what? Feeling the pain must what? Before healing can take place. And, and this is a part that I think a lot of people forget. When you hurt someone, well, get over it. Who are you to tell somebody to get over it? But now the one who's been offended, who are you to keep somebody in bondage, in prison for so long? You should forgive, but those who offend you should give them some time to forgive. But don't keep them in jail for 30 years. There's couples I've counseled, and, and, and we'll we talk about something that happened on Tuesday. And they will shoot back to the first time they met 30 years ago and bring something like it was just yesterday. I'm going, hold up. You have not let that go. Yeah, I have. It's at the first part of your brain. Anything you recall quick is always by your brain. You, you, ever, you ever get something you got to go, um, um. Um, that means it has rescinded so far down past your, your memory that you know that you you got to kind of recall it. If you can recall something that happened in 30 days, it's fresh on the cerebellum. It's right there. It's fresh on the recall. That means you have not let that thing go. And I want to ask yourself, how many things today, beloved, do you have that you have not let go that are fresh in your mind that blocks you from moving forward? This is not a happy message. But I want you. To, but I want to change because I'm telling you, I've seen people's entire life be blocked and miss their purpose because they have not learned to forgive, and they're hindered and they, and they can't move any farther. They can't go anywhere because they're just stuck as a prisoner. Not only must you feel, face, and feel, but also you got to forgive. Oh, this is very cool too. The Lord is close to those who are what. He rescued those who are spirits are what. Here's the part that you've got to realize about this. You can't get the ministry of the Lord until you let it go. 
Because what happens is you're trying to have the person minister to you, and that person can't. The only one that can really minister you through that pain is the Lord. The Lord is close to those who are what? He rescued those whose spirit has been what? The person who offended you can't do that. The person who wronged you can't do that. You've got to give it to the, the Lord so he can take care of it and he can heal and bring you peace about it. If not, you can't expect the person that, the, the person that cuts you can't be the same one that healed you. You got to let it go and forgive the offender because why? If you don't do that, you will constantly remind yourself it was you. Here's his argument people say a lot. I don't think it's right to forgive when I don't feel like what? I mean, how many of y'all, many of y'all there? But forgiveness is not a what? But rather an act of what? The will of choice. Jesus established what was right when he said in Mark eleven twenty-five, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them that your father have may also may what? But if you do not forgive, what happens? It's it's just that simple. How dare you wanna God give me mercy? You haven't forgiven. You haven't let it go because the problem that, that um, if I can't forgive everyone but I don't have the power to forgive that person. There's some people you say, I, I, I forgive everybody else but I just can't forgive you. You ever had that kind of person? Well then, the issue is not you can't forgive. The issue is that you're limiting God's power to use you to forgive. Because if God can forgive you of all your sins, how many of us here have been some sinners, with some sinners? So make sure. God forgave you of all your sins. You can turn right around and don't forgive the $100 for of this particular person. Post God said, well, for this particular sin, I won't forgive that one. I might give, forgive that one, there, but I'm not going to forgive that one. We all be in a world of trouble. Am I right about it? When we don't learn to forgive everything, we rob God's grace on our life. And it hinders our movement to our next level. And also you must find, you must find oneness. You got to find oneness. This, this, is the, this is one of the hardest parts um, to do, finding oneness. Because oneness really means I got to find peace. Put that in your notes. You've got to find peace. Because if you can't find peace, you really can't tap into your purpose. Because your purpose doesn't, re- you, can't, you can't wrestle with purpose. You've got to receive it. If you don't find peace, you can't receive your purpose because you're struggling, you've been offended, you can't move forward. Um, Philippians 2 says this here. Is there any what? From belonging to Christ, any what? Any what? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me happy by greeting wholeheartedly with each other. Doing what? 
And what? With what? Beloved, if you don't know how to forgive, um, I, I, I made this, I made, I got this, this last slide. Get out of here. Too often we carry around those things from our past that what? Let your past pains rob you of your what? You had to live through it in the past, and that cannot be changed. But if the only place it lives today is in your mind, then do what? Do what? And do what? How many of us in the past, we carry anger, regret, doubt, mistrust, shame, fear, past, and the ball and chain of our past will always slow you down. That ball and chain, we carry the stuff on our backs, but that ball and chain of our past is a weight that we don't let it go. It will always, you can't run with that ball and chain on your leg, can you? And some of you here have a huge ball and chain around your leg and you can't move forward because it's killing you because you've, you've been carrying anger, regret, doubt, mistrust, fear, shame, forever. You can't blame your past on your today. What you got to do is realize, okay, it's my past, but I'm here now. Evidently, God wants me to, to go to another place. Evidently, God loved me enough to, to bring me to today. And, if, and beloved, if God loved you enough, no, go back. I, w- I want to say this piece here. If God loves you enough to bring you to today, whatever that thing in the past, it said you lived what? You lived through it. Therefore, that issue doesn't own you because you live through it. Too many of us want to sit there and think we are in bondage of something we've already lived through. You live through him walking out of you. You live through her leaving you. You live through the mistrust. You live through the pain. And guess what? You're here right now. Since you're here right now and you live through it, you learn from it, and you say, you know what? I got to let myself go so I can be free to be who God wants me to be. Because why? I live through it. It didn't kill me. It didn't destroy me. I live through it. If I live through it, I got through it. I can be done with it. Forgive. Let it go. And be what? Somebody here today, you've been carrying stuff for years. Drop the bags. Unchain the past. Some of your biggest issues is you. Paul said it's the enemy and the enemy. Can you imagine Paul? Paul was a mass murderer of Christians. And his Paul, the mass murderer, would go right back there and now preach to Christians about Jesus. If Paul didn't let go, that's what Paul said, there's one thing I'm going to do. In Philippians, I'm going to forget my past. Because if I don't forget my past, I can't preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And some of you right now, if there's not, if you don't do one thing, if you could ask you to do one thing today, please, Take this, this this slide to heart. Dump the bags. Cut the chain. Because if you don't, you will never reach your purpose. Can you imagine if Paul said, well, I killed Christians. I can't write the gospel. A third of the Bible wouldn't, we would never have <laughs> for the way to sin is death. 
We would never have Christ died. Why, why was it? Why was it? Why, why was it saying Christ? We wouldn't have Romans 5 and 8. We wouldn't have Romans 6 23. We wouldn't have Romans. I mean, good night. We wouldn't have Thessalonians. We wouldn't have Philippians. We wouldn't have a third of the Bible. If Paul said, you know what? I killed some Christians. Therefore, God, you can't use me. No Ephesus. No Philippi. No, no, no Thessalonica. None of that. None of those churches in Asia would have ever been, been found because why? Paul would have been too much in baggage and bondage, and we would, he would have went on no missionary trips. But because he let it go, he is the most quoted person besides Jesus in, in, in today's Christianity. Because why? He learned to forgive himself, let go of the weight, and be free in God. I need you, because here's something on a, high, on, a, on a funnier note. If God did forgive sinners, guess what? <laughs> a little funny since that, that last part was deep. Go back, no, go back, go back. Go back. Make y'all, a little, make y'all smile a little bit. <laughs> if God didn't forget sinners, it'd be empty, wouldn't it? Because I, I, I couldn't get in. Anybody, nobody else can get in but Jesus. Be, him and God be, be by himself playing table tennis, chilling. <laughs> Holy Spirit refereeing. <laughs> but because he forgave, it's available for everybody. Um, here's, here's the last slide I have. It only takes one person to change your life. You. Not me. Somebody said, well, Jesus. Well, you got to accept Jesus in your life so he can change you. The choice still comes down to you. You've got to accept this forgiveness to change. The choice still, see, Jesus is not a bully. He's a gentleman. He asks you. But you must decide to change. You must decide to forgive. You must decide to move on. And not just, the hardest thing about being a pastor and preaching, for many years if I, pre- if I preached, to see, is to preach a message to people, and they go back tomorrow and do the exact same thing you just finished preaching about. You're like, did you not hear the words that come out of my mouth? You're like George Bush, read my lips. <laughs> if you just take the notes home and do the notes, you would survive and thrive. Just take the notes, unpack them, and ask yourself, of these steps, what have I not done? Max Dupree says the first law of leadership is to define mm-hmm. reality. Some you need to learn how to lead yourself. What is your current reality? Are you still walking in unforgiveness of something you've done in the past and some hurts you? And because that you can't move forward, it takes only one person to change your life. And that person is you. Until you learn to let it go, you will forever be stuck in the same place, same bad channel, same bad time. Waiting to get it, waiting for someone to, to get you, to rescue you out some magic thing from the belt. Nah, you don't have to wait till next week. You can change right now. The Lord said, in order to receive him, we have to ask him into our heart. We have to confess our sins. You can pray a prayer like the one you see on the top. But remember, it does not come down to the sincerity 
uh, comes down to city of the heart, not how these words flow. If you if the red part isn't done right, the white, the black words on the white background means nothing. If the white words on the red background isn't re isn't true, the black words on the white background become irrelevant. You got to get what's in the red done first. In most old-fashioned Bibles, the red was Jesus. That's why I intensely put this, these letters in the red background because if you don't get your heart right, you can't really accept Jesus. So the red has got to be done right. So you can say the words in black. Some of you today need salvation. Some of you here today need to ask yourself for forgiveness. Some of you here today literally need to let it go. So it's something I've, I've, I've done, I'm doing, so let's all read this prayer together. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I am condemned. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I now trust you to save me and repent of my sins. I now trust you to save me. I put my faith in you to take me to heaven when I die. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer from your heart, if you really believe from your heart, you, this is called a sinner's prayer. I'm, I'm called the, the freedom prayer, to be honest with you. If you've never been free, you've been free, and you said that prayer today, and you mean that from your heart. You mean that prayer from your heart today. You just raise your hands, Pastor. I prayed that prayer today, and I really, I really mean that. I, I mean, if that's you, then you raise your hand this morning. Say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer, and I believe it today. Secondly, um, you have struggled with, with, with forgiveness. I want to pray before I leave. I want to pray before I leave. Because, beloved, I'm telling you right now, you will never reach your purpose you'll learn to forgive so before I leave you're here this morning and I need you to do something I want you to close your eyes please if, if, if I'm talking to you and you know I've got a forgiveness issue I just want you to stand straight up because you're telling Satan I'm standing on your head you would not use this issue any longer on me to block me. Don't worry about nobody else. If that's if you're here today and forgiveness is your issue, I want you to stand as a, as as a as a sign saying, "Satan, I am no longer being bounded by you." Just stand on your feet as I begin to pray. Lord God, those who are standing, and I'm not worried about no one else. It's those who know who they are, and they're saying today, I will not let unforgiveness hinder my movement. I will not let unforgiveness hinder my pathway. I will not let unforgiveness hinder my purpose. Today, God, I'm standing on you and your word as one who is free to choose today to let go of my past, my struggles, my issues, and to forgive those who have hurt me, God. I will not give them reign any longer in my life today because you told me he who the Son has set free is free indeed. And today, God, I'm standing, acknowledging I am free. So today, God, 
I want to go back. I'm tired of going back. Today, I want to move forward in you. Give me the power to forgive. Give me the grace to let it go. And give me the mercy to realize that your love is everlasting. Your truth endures all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's you. Give God some praise right quick. You're here this morning. You want to be part of our church family. I forgot to this morning last part. If you want to be part of our church family, I would love to be your pastor. I really would. I'd love to be your pastor and, and do life with you. We'll have a church home. New Season Church that loves to be part of your family. So if you're here this morning, you want to have a church home at your seat. Just raise past. I want to be part of the family. And we'll bring you into our family. And we'll love on you, care for you, to God's grace. Bless you. I hope I see you Wednesday night at prayer service. Um, please, I'm begging you. Take this lesson, go back home, read the notes, and apply it. Because I really want you free. I really want you free. Because we can't get to the next, the next sermon, I think, is on faith. We can't get to faith if you haven't forgive. <laughs> because he can't use you because you're still holding on to other people's stuff. You're blocking yourself. It's all, it's all, I, I'm, I'm taking you through a process because I want you to get your purpose, okay? Please, don't miss this, don't miss this entire series. I, I, I'm telling you, it's going to, this will, this six weeks will literally change someone's life for the rest of their life. If you take the notes, go home, study it, and apply the six-week teaching because I'm telling you, you have purpose, all right? Love you guys, beloved. See you Wednesday night. Take care.